hit that. And that one as well. Dude, how about a little hospitality, Mike? Jeez. Yeah. Do you want one? No, 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 making me turn on the light. Oh, bush league. Do you bush want one? I don't have any bush. No, I got, I got it. I'm out Three Dogs North is an attempt to objectify the subjective with little violence as possible. The following has been torn from its origins in space and time and put internally at your disposal. <laughs> that though, I mean, that's certainly, you know, amped up, I think, through through ordination, but we can't we can't forget too that just like you know, part of being uh, a Catholic is that you are willing to evangelize, that you're willing to kind of let the Spirit lead in that mm-hmm. in that moment. I know that story that always gets me, man, was uh, I had a buddy led a mission trip up to uh, Alaska, and so they were working with this super poor village up somewhere. I don't know where they were in Alaska. But they were doing, the week they were there, they were putting on a few, like, evening programs for for people in town. So I think a couple were, like, for kids, a couple were for adults, etc. So they just went, in this small town, they just went knocking on doors, like, just to tell people what they were doing and invite them to it. So not, you know, um, not shoving any anything down their throats or whatever. And uh, anyway, so he said he knocked on this, this door and... Like, no one answered, but he could see, like, there was a window near the door or in the door or something. He could see this lady, like, walking around inside. And he was like, man, maybe she didn't hear me. So he knocked again, and uh, she'd been on the phone. So she comes walking towards towards him. And long story short, he just tells her briefly, like, hey, this is what we're doing tonight. We'd love it if you'd come. That's it. She was like, okay, just reacted like everyone else. She shows up that evening. She, like, stays through the whole thing. She stays after, like, asking them questions and, and all of that. And um, at the at the end of the night, she starts talking to them and, and tells them that uh, she was actually, when they came to the door, she was on the phone with her mother, and they had just kind of, the family had kind of fallen on hard times and et cetera. And this lady, who was like 30 or 40, like that age range, was talking to our mom on the phone, and they were planning their suicide, like both of their suicides for the next day. Oh and, my God. and she said, like, like this, changes, this changes everything. And so literally, like, just that, like, knock on her door and saying, hey, we're doing this. Save two lives. Save two lives. You know, stops two suicides. That, uh, and all it was, it was just my friend, like, being willing to, like, he didn't even, you know, it's like, oh, evangelization, like, I'm going to look like such an idiot, you know, or whatever. He didn't even look like an idiot. He just knocked out a lady's door and was like, hey, uh, we're doing this thing at the church tonight. But to her, that was, like, God knocking on her door. Yep, like, because he invited her. So it was like, please, you know, please come. Awesome! Oh, That's amazing. God, what a story. Yeah, and all the kids in my in my CCD class, we try to talk. I try to talk to them about this stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. It's like, um, you know, how do you talk to your other classmates about um, about Catholicism, about your faith? Because mm-hmm. like I'm sitting there, and like, what do you you 
what do you guys know about Catholicism that you can even share? Because I'm, I know it's not much. So I'm like trying to figure out what do you say? They're in Highland Park. It's a highly Jewish, uh, you know, populated area. So I guess one of the girls, I love her. She's such a good student, dude. She knows everything. She's great. Um, and so she's like, yeah, I got into a conversation with a couple of Jewish guys and we were talking about Jesus and they said that like, oh, he's not even, he's just a regular dude, like a prophet at best, certainly not the son of God. So she's like, you can see her working through all of this as she's telling it to me and try, kind of figuring it out. And, um, she was just explaining to the Jewish perspective, like I didn't know it and sort of more to the class. And, um, I was like, well, what did you, what did you say to him? What do you say in response to Jesus wasn't the son of God? And um, everyone else in the class chimes in, of course. No one raises their hand, <laughs> of course. Those little kids. God bless them. Love them. <laughs> little angels. Little angels. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, and they all chime in like, well, you just have to say that, you know, we think that he was the son of God and you can have your thing and we'll have our thing and like, we'll just agree and we're equal. They all said that. Oh, that's so Like us. three or four different times. And they were just terrified. That's their truth. They were terrified. I, I I tried to push the envelope a number of different times. Like, no, what do you say when somebody says that Jesus wasn't God or that Catholicism is totally crazy? You say, hey, they said something like, hey, don't talk about our religion like that. And you ha you can believe what you want and we'll believe what hey, I want. man, don't harsh my religion. Oh, my gosh. Relativism has yeah. corrupted all the way down to, you know, these seventh graders here. But it's, it's this idea of, like, evangelization. Like, I can't even get near it, man, because it's yeah. Because so, it's like somehow doing violence to a person to so at all scary. propose right. a different vision. Right. But here's what I think you're getting at, Juice, is that the evangelization part, a lot of times it's just some simple act right. of generosity mm -hmm. I think or getting out of yourself. The easiest, I mean, the best analogy that I've heard, honestly... It, and this is, I think this is across the board true for 98% of the people I've ever met, is that if you see a movie that you love, mm -hmm. that you tell people about it, and it's not awkward, and they might not agree with you, but it's just like, no, like, I'm just, like, this natural joy that springs up in me is, like, I'm going to tell you about this. And I think, like, a, and that's it. a joke you hear or a read or something, or a video on YouTube that you see, and you know exactly the person that would think this is hilarious. Right. And you just got... There's something in you that, like, everything everything else is on the back burner at this moment. Mm -hmm. I have ordination invites to send out. I've got schoolwork to do. i got a homily to write. But right now, the number one priority is show Scott this video of the figure skater farting. <laughs> because he will love it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's... Like at the end of the I day, I don't know that video in particular. <laughs> yes, I don't you do. I, I don't. <laughs> you never seen that? No. no. Oh, my YouTube and Pandora have been down. I can't listen to. I can't do anything in here. My man. brother texted me it's this like video with the subtext: "Impossible to refrain from laughter." <laughs> and at that moment, you're like, "Come on," because not a ton of things make me laugh when I'm sitting by myself watching a video. Right. But this thing. It was, I laughed the entire time. I'll show it to you after we're done. <laughs> Relax. But one more story about this evangelizing through generosity. I heard on a, um, there's a podcast I listen to of, of homilies 
by a, a Protestant pastor out in California, and he's got really good stuff. And he was telling the story of a, a guy who was like a supervisor at a company kind of thing, and um, he was a Christian, but didn't know how to really like relate his Christianity to his daily work life. And he heard some sermon where uh, it was saying like, you know, reach out to the people that are in your life, not in a, like, I'm going to convert you way, but just like love them the way Christ would love them. And so he decided like all the, say, 11 people that worked for him, he was just going to go to their workplace, their cubicle or whatever, and just tell them all the good things that he liked about them or that he appreciated their work, you know, these qualities, specific qualities about each person. So he had to think about it and gear what he was going to, and he didn't even like write them anything or give them a present. He just went to their workstation, which he, I guess, wasn't his normal thing. He would just send him an email if he needed something from them. She went to them and just said, you know, Jim, I really appreciate that you always answer your phone calls within 24 hours and you just are really on top of stuff. And I can always trust you know, if I need somebody to be creative about something for a solution, that you, you're always my go-to guy kind of thing. So he did this for all his guys and girls. And uh, he, the next day, uh, in his office is an Xbox with a note on it from one of his employees that said, basically outlined a story for him that he, he knew that he wanted to get this Xbox for his kid or something, but he didn't have the money or he didn't think that, it was sensible to spend money on this thing. So the story was that this guy basically was uh, super depressed, single guy, living by himself, and working this, you know, desk jockey job in a cubicle at this company and was just living this routine of, like, go home, sit alone, listen to, like, depressing music, go to sleep, go to work the next day in a soul-crushing job where no one seems to know that he exists, and then go home and do it all over again. And uh, he was starting to contemplate suicide. So he... But he was afraid of it. So he, he did it in stages, and I don't know that... I don't know much about suicide, but I imagine this sort of thing is pretty common, where he... At first, he bought a gun, and... That was like the first step. And so like for a month, he just had the gun in the house. And then he put the gun on the table while he listened to this music, you know, just like it was like Nirvana or something, just some kind of depressing music. Of course, the Nirvana guy killed himself, right? With a gun. Oh, so mm -hmm. he was, he was just like step by step, stepwise, like getting closer and closer to the point where he was putting the gun in his mouth. And just sort of like feeling what it felt like. But then he wouldn't do it and then he'd go to work the next day. And then he was like putting his finger on the trigger with the gun in his mouth. And feeling what that felt like and, and then not doing it. And then like putting some pressure on the trigger. And this is all happening over like weeks and months. Getting closer and closer to killing himself. And uh, he had a note written and everything. And he said that he was just about there. Like he was going to do this. Yeah. When his boss just comes in out of nowhere and tells him specific things, what he appreciates about how he's a valuable human being and he's like really loved that 
this place wouldn't be the same without you. Hmm. And he, that night, went to the pawn shop, sold the gun, bought the Xbox that he knew his boss wanted, and said, thanks for saving my life. No way. He had all that on that note? Yeah, he told him the whole story. Whoa. Dang. That's intense, man. And then you think, like, did that boss, what did he really do, you know? Yeah. He had no idea the effect he was going to have. All he did was just show the love that he was called to show as a baptized Christian. Yeah. To the world. And that this person living in darkness, to him it was God himself, the voice of God saying, you are loved, your life is valuable, don't end it, don't erase yourself. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It is. You know, and it must be very impactful for that guy as well, like, so much to deal with when you do have that realization, because you you lose self-worth. I... I don't value my own life. I think it has no value here. And then to have that realization of like, oh my gosh, I am super valuable. Like, I can't believe that. But you got to hear it from outside. You do. You do. Because that's that's that poison, man. You get in there. You can't just buy a don't kill yourself book. Yeah. Right. And say, oh, like read somebody else saying that everybody else in the world. No. It's not authentic. Somebody who knows you has to say it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just that, that need to, you know. To love, to love in this very simple Christian way. I think that's, you know, that's the Catholic answer right there. You know, do you look at Therese the little way? That's what that is right there. Go out of your way and do something super teeny tiny. Like what you said, the guy probably had no clue. He did that he to the no other ten employees too. Right, right. Didn't save any lives there. Yeah. But that one guy meant the world. Yep. Three Dogs North are Juice, Seabisk, and Michael Metz. Conversations have been edited to sound smarter. Audio and transcripts of this episode are exclusive property of Mundelein Seminary and may not be rebroadcast without the express written consent of Major League Baseball. Down.